0: Speaking to me about certain things, I'm going to preach on in the next six months, and um, some of them are going to be very direct from God. God's given me a word, so we're going to speak it, and uh, just so I want you to open your heart to what God wants to say. Okay? And uh, speaking of that, here's Matthew to preach. Let's welcome him. Great. Thanks, Dave. He's right, isn't it? You know, it's just great being in church. And I was just thinking this morning as I was sitting there. You know, we see the video from Gene jumping out of a plane, you know, and then uh, raising money for Teen Challenge, having the guys with us and seeing what God's doing there. And, you know, a bit later on, you know, next week we've got the baptism service. We hear uh, Helen sharing about missions and overseas things and the Hope Center. You know, it's just great being together, isn't it? It's great worshiping God. And, you know, I love this church, too. You know, it's just great being together. And, yeah, just going to get into the word. And I want to speak this morning about missions. You know, as I said, Helen sharing about missions, it's, it's something overseas uh, in the sense of, you know, we have lots of missionaries that go around the world that start churches or go to unreached communities and give their lives as a sacrifice to, to spread the word, to show love and to help where they can. And for me, that's just so encouraging. And, you know, we should pray for them regularly and think of them. And, you know, I know people have brought the mission globes and other ways that we can support them. Because, you know, it's not an easy thing just to give up your life and, and to go overseas. And, but, and I've had the privilege a few times to go uh, to different places around the world to, to maybe be part of the church, to preach, to do different things. Um, And it's a great honor. It's a great privilege. You know, sometimes we think when we go over there that we're blessing them and helping them. And, of course, in many cases we are. But often you come away feeling more blessed when you go and you come back and you've learned something about their community, their culture, how they do church and just supporting them. So just encourage you, you know, if you ever get the opportunity uh, to go overseas on a short-term project or something like that, then, then just really encourage you to do that. But having said that, every time I come back from a trip that I've been on, I always have this prompting within me to think, actually, whilst it's great to go there, God's called me back here. You know, our mission field, as Helen says, is here. It's where God has placed you. It's where God calls you to. It's your family. It's your friends. It's your workplace. It's the places you go to, where you spend most of your time is where God has called you. And so when I want to talk about missions today, sometimes we think it's just overseas, and it's just for perhaps a select group of people or for, for Christians, you know, that have been with, following Jesus for a number of years. But actually, we're all called to be missionaries. We're all called to partake in the mission that God has entrusted us to. And for me, that's really exciting that we get to be part of that. You know, God is a missionary God. You know, he sent his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God sent his one and only son. God is a missionary God. And I just want to maybe just share perhaps three foundations for mission this morning that we can perhaps apply to our lives, where we are today, and just unpack that um, very briefly. The first is this. We have to understand that we have been sent into the world. We have been sent into the world. It says in John 17, as Jesus is praying to his heavenly Father, he first he prays for himself, he then prays for the believers, and then he prays for those yet to be saved. And he says this in in his prayer for um, the believers. He says, as you praying to his heavenly Father, he says, as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. You know, Jesus had a clear mission, didn't he? He had a clear purpose. And as a result, you know, we're here today, you know, our sins have been forgiven and our lives are transformed as a result. And we're going to hear more stories of that next week, which we look forward to. But actually what we've got to grasp and take hold of in our lives is that we are a sent people. You know, to be a missionary is to be sent. And whether that's sent around the world or whether that's sent to Chatterston or whatever area you're from in Derby or just outside, I think we've got to just carry that into our hearts, into our lives, and have this in our mindset, week in, week out, that we are sent. God, you know, someone once said to me that actually God is, uh, gives us a green light until he gives us a red one. Sometimes I think we just think it's red all the time, or perhaps we're waiting for it to go green. But actually God, the amount of times that the word go in the Bible, it's over a thousand times, you know, it, that says something, doesn't it? When there's a word or a phrase that's repeated time and time again, it usually means that God's trying to say something, that the word is, is putting an impression on us. And God is a God who goes. You know, we think of the, the Great Commission. You know, I wouldn't be able to speak about mission without saying that, you know, when Jesus' is final words, you know, he says, go into all the world, into all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, and I think... Actually, there's something about that go. You know, we don't have to go again loads of different places, but have this mentality that actually there's a, there's a world out there that don't know Jesus. There's a world out there that are, is broken, that's hurting, that's lost, that's searching. And God uses us. He uses me. He uses you to bring that good news to them. And that's exciting. I think that's just something that we can uh, enjoy. Sometimes it has its difficulties. Sometimes it has its challenges. But if we don't have this mentality of being sent. The opposite of that is that we're settled. You know, I was at a friend's house yesterday. We had a, a barbecue. It was a really good time together with a few friends, and uh, we were sat outside in the garden. I'm sure you've done this in uh, recent weeks with the nice weather, but uh, they had one of these cha- a couple of chairs in their garden, and they were really, really comfortable. They were special chairs. I've not seen these sort of chairs before, but, but I don't know if you've ever sat in a really, really comfy chair, whether it's inside or out. Maybe the chairs you sat in now, you're quite relaxed and comfortable. Not sure about that. a so few nodding, a few saying could do with like the, the cinema seating and stuff. But anyway, sometimes when you sit in a really comfy chair, you don't want to get out of it, do you? It can be difficult to get out of it. But actually, if we're like that we can become settled and I think sometimes we can filter that attitude into our faith into this missional mindset and we can think actually you know what I'm enjoying life I don't feel like I need to go and tell others about faith I don't need to go and help people in, in difficult situations and it's just about me and I'm okay and, and we don't strive for comfort but we enjoy it and it's not to condemn that necessarily but actually to make sure that we're not <laughs> sat in the seat for too long you know it's okay to enjoy those moments occasionally but we have to have a spirit that is sent but the great thing is is that when God sends us he goes with us when he sends us he doesn't send us off on our own you know it says we're like sheep amongst wolves sometimes we can be afraid to go because it's challenging and people might say things to us or It's just tough, isn't it? You know, going into difficult places or speaking about our faith in the workplace. You'll probably get criticized for that or mocked for that. But actually, God goes with us in those situations. And he's there with us, encouraging us, giving us peace. He doesn't promise that we won't have trouble, but he promises that he'll be with us in those times. So as we go, we know, you know, the Great Commission at the end of that, he says, And surely I will be with you always until the very end of the age. So whilst we've given, been given this mandate to go, to be sent, to live out what he's called us to, we also can hold on to the promises that we know that he's right there with us. When it comes back to this area of being comfortable and being settled in, in uh, opposition to being sent, the enemy is quite happy if you're comfortable. The enemy is quite happy because if you're, if you're settled then it means that you're inactive. It means you're not doing things. It means you're not stepping out. The enemy's quite happy with that. But have you noticed that when you step out in faith, when you have this sent mentality, that actually you tend to get opposition? You think, why is that happening? Why am I getting persecuted or challenged or things like that? When you're trying to do the Lord's work, when you're trying to tell people good news, when you're trying to help people, it's because the enemy doesn't want us to be active. You know, I love it that we can hear stories uh, of the Hope Centre and uh, different places that in Derby we're seeing lives changed, we're seeing lives transformed and impacted because we are refusing to be comfortable, we're refusing to be settled. Actually, we are a church that goes. We go into the workplace, we go into the community. You know, wherever it is that you you feel called to go, we go. You know, and I just want to encourage us in that, that if we're going to be missionary, we've got to have this understanding that we're sent. Jesus was sent. He sent his disciples, didn't he? He sent them out in two by two. And and, uh, also in, um, he sent out the 72 as well, didn't he? It says that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out the workers to his harvest. So there's, there's a lost world to be won. You know, and sometimes we, that, that could be sad, but we've got the good news. We've got the hope of the world and we can carry that with us. We're encouraged to, and that's the mission that God calls us to. So the first is that we've got to be sent into the world. We've got to have this mindset. We're sent. But secondly is we're entrusted with the good news. The good news. Tell the person next to you, we've got good news. Preferably with a smile on your face. <laughs> It's great that we came before the Lord's table and again today just to remember what God has done for us. It's so easy in in life to forget sometimes because there's so many other distractions. Even this morning, the burst pipe, the scaffolding, you know, maybe coming in, car parking. You know, there's loads of things that can sort of deter us from coming to meet with the Lord. And even Dave's word just before I came up saying, just rest. Come and hear me. I have peace for you. Sometimes we're fretting around and there's so much going on. And I know life is busy. It's busier than perhaps it's ever been before. Certainly in our minds it is. But actually God's just calling us to a place of rest and understanding that he loves us. That our sins have been forgiven. That there's freedom in the name of the Lord. And just to rest in that. It says in 1 Corinthians 15, I just want to read this out. It says, now, brothers and sisters, I want you to remember the good news I told you. You received that good news and you continue to base your life on it. That good news, the message you heard from me, is God's way to save you. But you must continue believing it. If you don't, you believed for nothing. I gave you the message that I received. I told you that the most important truth is that Christ died for our sins as the scriptures say, that he was buried and raised to life on the third day. It's good to be reminded of those things, isn't it? It's good to, what Bob said here as well is that I gave you the message that I received. When we receive good news, we want to tell it to other people, don't we? You know, and as I just asked you to tell the person next to you, we have good news. We should have that spirit with people outside of church that have never been to church before. And how we do that, you know, it's with love, it's with actions, you know, it's with deeds, but it also with words as well. You know, some, I know some people are very good at sharing their faith with words. I know some people are very good at demonstrating the love of God. But it's got to be both. You know, we encourage you in the giftings that God has given you. But let's, let's tell other people the good news. That the lost have been found, that our sins have been forgiven, that our relationship with God has been restored so just to encourage you to regularly remind yourself I know Dave said before sometimes we have to speak scripture over our lives read it out loud there's something good for our soul to be reminded of what God has done because we have to keep ourselves in check we have to make sure that our hearts are right with him and just to encourage you if we keep reminding ourselves of the good news because you can't tell somebody something that you've forgotten (laughs) You know, if you've lost, even subconsciously, if it's not at the forefront of your mind, if it's not at the, something that you're carrying, that you're passionately excited about, you're not really going to want to go and tell other people. So just remember and remind yourselves of the good news, because that's what it's all about. And it's worth sharing as well. Just a, a little illustration. It's been pretty hot lately, hasn't it? It's been pretty warm. So do you like the hot weather? A few people not too hot. Yeah, I think that's it. We, uh, in Britain, we, sort of, uh, we look forward to the summer and the warm weather all year round, and it gets here, and it's too hot. It's off the way, isn't it? But just imagine, if, if you're good at imagining things, that it's boiling, boiling hot in here right now. Some of you, it's still pretty warm anyway. You don't need to imagine it. But the, that door's shut. The fans aren't on. The water machine's broke at, at the back. And you're thinking, I need some water here. I'm in desperate need of water. And there's mutterings going around in the church. The service is going on too long. Dave's preaching. (laughs) Oh, I'm joking. I'm joking. So you think, okay, I, I need some water now. And then you remember just suddenly, actually, there's some water in the worship lounge down here. But not everybody knows about it. You know about it. So you nip out, get a quick glass of water. But then our job is to bring water to those in need. Our job is to give water to those that are hot, those that are bothered. Because actually, sometimes, not that we just keep it to ourselves, but sometimes the good news, it doesn't need to be in there. It needs to be out here. You know, this is where the people need the water. And okay, you know, the illustration probably breaks down if you keep reading too much into it. But the point is, actually, there's lots of people that are thirsty. There's lots of people that are in need, that perhaps... You know, you've heard, you know where the water is, you know where the good news is, but actually we need to be people that are taking cups of water out, taking bottles of water out to, to those, the poor, the lost, the least, the last, the vulnerable, but even those in our workplaces, business people. You know, God calls us to love everybody, even our neighbor. Take a cup of water to somebody you don't like. It's challenging, but it's, we've got to show good news because we've got We've, we've found that, and God is good, and he loves us, and God wants us to go. So we've got to be entrusted with that. It's a responsibility. And there's different ways that we can do that these days with not necessarily giving water. Don't try and move on from that. But actually, with, with social media these days and technology, you know, there's lots of different ways that we can communicate good news. You know, You can get a letter through the post. You can get an email, a text, a phone call. There's lots of different ways that we can share it. But God uses us. God uses people for, to, to demonstrate his love, to show who he is, and that's us, that he calls us into to partnership, to work with him, to reach those that haven't heard. Um, I know uh, Dave, Dave Hulse, I'm sure he won't mind me saying, he's a, he's a postman, and you know, he goes around delivering posts to people every day, and when I was younger, I used to be a paper boy. I know that um, they're not, not so much, I don't know if there's many paperboys these days because not many people have newspapers these days, but actually, we need to be people that are taking the good news of Jesus Christ into our communities, to our neighbours, to those on our doorstep, to those that we that we work with, that we live with, that haven't heard. And maybe if they have heard, you know, we just need to demonstrate that with our lives. And and because um, what I wanted to say earlier actually was actually mission isn't necessarily just about location; it's about lifestyle. You know, how we live is how we reflect the love of God in our life. You don't have to go somewhere necessarily, although missionary is to be sent, actually to to reflect the love of Jesus in our life. It's a lifestyle thing. It's the things you say. It's the things you do. And just to really encourage you in that, Who who have we been delivering the good news to lately? So we've been sent into the world. We've been entrusted with the good news. And thirdly, we've been empowered by the Spirit. Aren't you glad that we don't have to do it on our own? You know, it's hard work, isn't it? It's tough sometimes. But actually, as we read in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, which is where, you know, Pentecost happens and actually God sends his spirit down on his people. And I just want to read this. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You'll receive power and you'll be my witnesses. You know, that's in the same sentence. You know, and I think there's something about that. Actually, God will give us the power to go to the places we're called to go that he's leading us to. And for me, that's really exciting that we don't have to do it in our own strength. Have you ever been given like a task at work to do or maybe around the house and you're doing it on your own and it just sucks. But then when somebody, maybe two or three other people come and do it with you, then maybe it still sucks, but you... you, you manage to get the job done, and when there's people around you that you find you get it done quicker and more effective. But actually, we've got the God who has the power to raise the dead to life. You know, we've got the God who can open blind eyes. We we have the God who can open deaf ears. You know, I just think it's so amazing that actually God calls us to partner with Him. You know what an amazing privilege that is. But actually, we don't need to do it in our own strength, and we think. You know, maybe we feel a bit overwhelmed. You know, how can we we stand up for our faith? How can we show this person that we love them? We don't know what to do. Pray to God. Ask for strength. Ask for wisdom. God wants to give us these things and lead us into these things. It can be difficult, but God is not looking for people with strength and ability, He's looking for people with faithfulness and obedience. It's not about having it all together, but it's about being willing to say yes when he calls you it's about willing to say yes when he nudges you and you get a prompting in your spirit to go and do something that is perhaps a bit evangelistic or a bit missional it's what we're called to do it's part of why God came not just so that we will be saved individually but so that the world would be saved and there's still lots and lots of people who don't know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And I just want to encourage us this morning, maybe you know, in a moment when we come to the close, I don't want to speak for too long this morning, but just even as I'm speaking, just begin to think who is that person? Where, what is that group of people? What, what is that area you know that God is calling me to perhaps just be a bit more sent rather than settled, just to begin to think about that as I, I share, because. If it's not at the forefront of your mind, there's so many other things that will fight for that. So just to encourage you, just to place that as a priority in our life. And there's a great song by Delirious. I think, are they still together? Are they finished No, Phil's shaking at me. They're a bit old now. But um, they, they sang this song based upon Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. And the song was entitled, Here I am, send me. Wouldn't that be a great mandate for our life to God? Here I am, send me. Let me read out Isaiah. It says, then I heard a voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and whom will go for us? Then I said, here I am, send me. You know, if if there's anything perhaps you take away from this morning is have a spirit that says, here I am, send me. Be a person that was willing to go where God is calling you to, to do the things that he's calling you to. To live a lifestyle that He's calling you to, because it's a combination of His power, but of our obedience as well. God uses that. Uh, a number of years ago, some I may have shared this before, but I used to work in uh, retail. Or I used to work in a music store called HMV. I think it's still exists into in at the moment, although it went into administration. Not whilst I was working there, um, but actually. Uh, When I worked there, I was a store assistant. I was one of the shop assistants. My role was to sort of stack the shelves to serve people behind the till. But occasionally, there were times where a customer, maybe you've been that customer before, where you come in and you say, can I get a refund? And I'm thinking, no. You can't have a refund. But you know customer rights. If they've got their receipt, 28 days, they can come back, they can get a refund. But unfortunately, I'm not able to do that myself, so... There's somebody else, a supervisor, who has been given the authority and the keys by the management to perform that function. They can then come and do the refund and send the customer home happy. But there's a difference between being a shop assistant or store assistant and a supervisor. The supervisor has been given authority by the management to perform a task, and he gives us keys To enable to do the refund. And I think the reason I share that story is because sometimes I think that we live following Jesus as store assistants when really he calls us to be supervisors. He calls us to be people who have keys to do things through his Holy Spirit that we could never do on our own. And I just want to encourage you this morning to take the keys, take the keys, spend a life in prayer, seeking the Lord. Being filled with the Spirit and go into the places where he calls you to go. Because then, it's then, we'll begin to see a real move of God in our life. We'll begin to see doors opened. That's no pun with the, the keys. But like, you know, I really believe that God can do great things in and through our lives. But it's through obedience. It's through seeking him. But it's also about having the keys to open the doors that God is calling us to be and calling us to go to so just a a quick reflection I wonder if we can just close our eyes as I, I come to land in a minute just want you to reflect as I've said earlier about the places people that we're called to go to to reach it's mission Sunday we've been sent into the world we've been entrusted with good news and we've been empowered by the Holy Spirit I want to just spend a few moments just waiting on the Lord. As we wait on him, I believe that he'll just prompt us in a few areas. I'm not going to ask people to come to the front this morning. But I want you to make a decision in your heart today what you will do with, with what I've shared. This message of mission. Because whilst it's great to be together and God calls us to be a gathered community, he also calls us to go into all the world. Into Derby. And as we go out of this place, I really hope and pray that we go with a sent spirit. Maybe just some of you this morning, as I've been speaking, you feel, yeah, Lord, here I am, send me. Perhaps you've just been a little bit settled, just not intentionally, but just without, without knowing. And you feel like, yeah, God, I want you to use me. I don't know what that will look like. I don't know where it will be. But Lord, I want you to use me. Or maybe you've just been feeling really weak, inadequate, and unable But you want God to fill your life with the Holy Spirit, whether that's for the first time or whether that's for the hundredth time. You just need a touch from God this morning to be able to go and do the things that he's put on your heart. So if you're one of those people saying, here I am, send me, Lord, or whether you just want the power of the Holy Spirit to fill your life again, I just want you to stand where you are. Just as a declaration to him more than anything, it's not about anybody else in the room. Just to say, God, yeah, I want a missional spirit. I want to go. I want to live as you call me to. And also maybe there's a few of you in the room that are thirsty. As I gave the illustration about having water. We can come to him anytime and God is calling us. So maybe if you just feel like you want that good news for the first time, I encourage you to stand with those that are already standing. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I thank you for who you are in our lives. I thank you that you sent us as you sent your one and only Son. Lord, I pray for those that are standing right now that you will fill them with your power, that your Holy Spirit will come upon them and you will equip them and enable them to do the things that you're calling them to do. And as they say, here I am, send me. Lord, I pray that you will use their availability and send them to the places you call them to. Lord, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for this church. I wonder if we'd all stand together now just as I, Closing prayer. Lord, I thank you for one another. I thank you that we can come together in everything that's going on in our lives just to wait upon you to give you the praise, to give you the glory. But Lord, I pray as we leave from this place, may we become more aware of your presence in our everyday life. Help us to live every day on mission. And Lord, I thank you that you promise that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. So Lord, as we go from this place, we bless your holy name. Amen. Amen. Great. Thanks, everybody. Um, can I just say a couple of things? Um, uh, if you have brought a mission globe in to empty, I think Antonia's is going to come down just at the front. You can empty it down at the front. She'll undo it for you, um, I believe. Uh, if not, I'll find someone else who will. Um, but it's great to see you this morning. And uh, there's tea and coffee across the road. And it's been wonderful to be together. Why don't you just turn to someone and say, hey, nice to see you this morning. morning. God bless you. Have a great week.